I wanted to start by saying something, uh, I guess, a little more somber than we're used to. Four years ago today, some guy was selling loose cigarettes in Staten Island, New York, and uh, NYPD came up to him and arrested him and ended up choking him and choked him to death. And that spread, uh, that helped spread the Black Lives Matter movement, you know, into what we know today. So I just want to say RIP Eric Garner, RIP Erica Garner, his daughter who passed away recently too of natural causes. But uh, fuck the police. Fucking A cab. Yep. They said uh, this morning I was on the, I was watching the news and they're like, oh, the NYPD might investigate. And I was like, what? What? At this point, it's been four years. Nothing. Anything is no. going to happen. And I get like death duty. It seems from, kind of. From what from what I understand, they're urging the DOJ is, is not hasn't officially closed the file on it. Uh huh. Which I'm sure it's to that investigation started under Obama. Or like oh, Eric, okay. Yeah, under Loretta Lynch's uh, DOJ, obviously. Um, so they're saying, hey, close it or we're going to, you know, just go ahead with our discipline. Which, you know, Officer, officer Prosciutto and Officer Minetti, they get a little fucking, you know, slaps on the wrist. Hmm. So I saw something today, um, an, an archived image. Uh, to it, it was a link to the original New York Times reporting on the death of Eric, the murder of Eric Gardner, and uh, it was man dies from cardiac arrest during attempted arrest, uh, and then at the end of the fucking blurb they put in he was over three hundred pounds. End of story. Uh... So just just to understand how deep the cover goes, like how how much people will will run cover for cops. I mean, fuck. Up here in Boston, a cop got uh, shot on Sunday morning. I'd like to say, and the chief of that police department came out and said, in the middle of his fucking like eulogy, he said, and to all those people that have been criticizing police for how they handle the community. And you just like hear this fucking groan from like people like, Oh, really dude? Like like you couldn't just take all the fucking pity and goodwill that people would throw your way after a cop gets killed. Like you, you, you couldn't just do that. You had to fucking call it out too. It's like, man, fuck them. I ain't fucking crying. I ain't fucking crying over a dead cop. Keep politics out of funerals. Um, yeah, they do. That's fucked up. And you know, like every time a, uh, someone gets shot by the cops, they're like, "Oh, he had marijuana convictions and shit." Like fucking shit that like victims. I mean, hmm. you, get, you get mass shooters that are afforded more, you know, discretion. Oh yeah, the the New York Times thing up. also said he'd been arrested for selling loose cigarettes, which was like the huge thing that they blew up. Yeah, with Eric Garner. But yeah, yeah, they made sure in the fucking one paragraph they write about this man that was murdered by police on camera. Uh, he was over 300 pounds. He died of natural causes. And by the way, he was definitely a criminal. Yeah. So fuck yeah. that. Anyway, I want to I want to I want to die enough already. So let's get this shit started.
This is the Please Riot Podcast. Today, we have Albert. Yo. Omar. Yo. Andres. Greetings. And standing in for Owen tonight, I am Chris Hayes. Let's get this started. Once again, let's start this up. Uh, that so, Russian uh, bitch got caught. Guys, uh, you guys been watching the news lately? You seen this? You heard about this? This Russia <laughs> thing? <laughs> Have you heard about it? <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's been a. I think that statement he had, I was like, you know, kind of punched in the face with the idea that he said, "Oh yeah, I don't trust them. I don't, you know, I believe Putin." And then this morning saying that he's like, "Well, I I meant to say that I wouldn't trust Putin or whatever he said." Just that like weird term of like he tried to like flip it. It's the most like disappointing two days of just. It seems to have placated everyone. Like, I don't think so. Like, I mean, I, I still haven't had time to digest it. Like, uh, you know, news cycle wise, I don't think so. But are I'm just, banks burning and are cop cars flipped over on the streets? No. Um, then it's been digested. Yeah, you, like you know that thing, stupid thing I said. I actually meant a smart thing, and then everyone's like, "Oh, yeah." He literally did the Boo Earns defense. <laughs> I was saying Boo Earns. Yeah, fucking. Um, and then you got you got Huckabee Sanders in the back, like I agree with. Schn- <laughs> <laughs> we should reinvest. We should reinvest our tax returns into the Trump Corporation. Oh my <laughs> fucking god. Donate we'll to make him another billionaire. So fuck it. Let's let's make something clear to our to our faithful listeners. This is a very anti-cop, anti uh, you know military industrial complex podcast. But you know we're not we're not anti-logic. Sorry, Ben Shapiro. We're not anti-reason. We're not anti-facts. The fact is that our intelligence community, as flawed as they are and as uh, you know, terrible their mission is for the most part, and they, racist. They, yeah, they overwhelmingly agree that Russia actively interfered in our election with the express purpose of uh, getting Donald Trump elected. Now, um, you may disagree, and we 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 may even disagree to the you know the effect that Russia had on the the actual effect that Russia had on the election. But the fact is they still did it. And um, just to see an American president uh, just shit on our sovereignty like that, like I'm not pro-USA anything, but like that's just fucking disgusting at any, like I'm sorry, it's, it's ridiculous. Trump would never apologize for the United States of America, Andres. What are you talking about? Exactly. <laughs> no, he fucking <laughs> literally just apologized straight up for the United States. Oh, my God. Like, I don't even fucking... I hate this shit, man. Like, I don't know. It, it gets all these um, centrist, you know, pro-law and order douchebags, you, like fucking say so to go ahead and start cointel pro over again you know like mm-hmm. it, this shit is already like a cudgel against the left enough like you can't fucking say anything on social media without some donut asshole calling you a bot but fucking i mean yeah there's some truth to it sure and yeah that he should be a peach but really like the fucking where it gets me most is 
<clears throat> like, I don't really think Russia's that big of a threat, personally. It, it just it just reaffirms that the fucking greatest threat to our country right now is the Republican Party. It, I mean, you know? They're, they're a threat because uh, they're exploiting how just morally rotten the GOP is. Like, they're, yeah, I mean... Well, it's... Well, speaking to what Owen just said about Russia not being a threat, uh, I think Omar said it. Was it when we were talking yesterday or something? Uh, what were you saying that like, uh, you know, just choke out Russia and l- turn it into fucking North Korea, which that is was, what Obama uh, was doing? Yeah, just sanction them, and just you know, like they were doing. Basically, enacted a bunch of shang- sanctions and everything. They made it very hard for their economy to progress. And I Trump just let all those go. So now they're thriving. They just hosted the World Cup. They just got like billions of dollars in their economy. And now he's riding high because he had the president just pretty much capitulate to everything he wanted. And they could have allowed, I mean, the, the game plan that everyone was in on with the EU along with the U.S. under Obama. It was let these guys die in the fucking vine. They are not the Soviet Union. They don't have the population. They don't have the industry. They have natural gas supplying Western Europe, but, you know, it, it wasn't enough. They could have... It, this could have been a very different story right now. Even even through the concentration camps, even through the fucking gerrymandering, even through... Like, that's what's fucking nuts to me, is that this shit is such a massive failure on so many levels in every single arena that we could think of for presidency. Like, you, you, you have some presidents that, like, hey, you know, at least there was this thing, this one thing that he did that he didn't fuck up massively. And everything this motherfucker touches gets shot to absolute shit. And this is just the latest. I mean, fuck. <clears throat> Yeah, I mean, just watching the news and everything, or just watching, reading everything I saw, everyone's reactions, um, it was just, I think everyone pretty much was in reeling from it. Um, I, I actually would like to point out and criticize just the whole, uh, like, homoerotic fantasy that everyone was portraying. Basically, yeah, every such bullshit, uh, liberal basically being like, oh, they're going to go fuck. And it's just like, that's not helping anything. Like, these people... It just kind of goes into the whole thing that I think a lot of this country is okay with the status quo being that like we're the best and everyone else is just kind of being crushed under our boot. And if we ally with bad people like Putin and just, you know, if we somehow get glom onto their prosperity and it's just us, the two of us versus China for the next 50 years, I think they'd be okay with that. Um, and, you know, that, that goes into a whole geopolitical thing with the way how it's done here. Um, Russia is run by a, a fucking dictator who kills journalists and quashes the press and criticizes and puts people in jail for a shit that didn't, they didn't do. Um, and kills citizens of other countries on yeah. those other countries' soil. Free and, pussy riot. And I think they'd be... We would, like There are a lot of people in this country who would be totally okay with that if it meant that they'd still have the ability to go where they want to travel and have the cars they want. And they're just, you know, everything was they saw, at least immediately, to, like their, to their face prosperity. Um... And I think it's just kind of when you realize that how disappointing, how disappointing it is that we raise a country of people who are like, yeah, you know what? If everyone's getting fucked by us, we're cool with it. Um, yeah, I mean, Russia's a right-wing totalitarian oligarchy that fucking crushes 
uh, minority uh, groups, crushes homosexuals, crushes the worker, yeah. and and that's what fucking Republicans want. Like literally, all the the, the policies they support are to that end. They so, want an oligarchical theocracy, white theocracy. Yeah, like, like yeah, like Russia pretty much is trying to yeah. have it run an ethno state. I mean, I guess. Uh, as best yeah, they can, been, I guess. They, wait, they've been waging like the, a fucking. I mean, I hate to use. It's weird to put this term together like this, but they've been committing a soft genocide against the Chechens for yeah twenty five years now. Like it, Afghanistan didn't quite satiate their thirst. You know, their fucking kill Muslims boner didn't fucking go away. So. Let's keep doing it. So I, I mean, like, the, the, just just to put things in a perspective here, Putin was. I mean, it, it, it's out. It's been reported. It, it's been out for ages. The whole thing with the Chechens and the theater in Moscow. Putin just said, "Fucking kill everyone in the building. I, I don't care." And like, was it two hundred Russian citizens were just hostages? Were just like, killed by Russian forces because, eh, fuck it, who cares? It was a building explosion. Yeah, a right. yeah, a very <laughs> suspicious one. Um, but yeah, um, and speaking of that, like, I don't know if you guys saw a more recent poll of uh, Republicans' view of Russia. Now, I think it's doubled since 2014 that some of them view them uh, favorably or as a friend. Or the not. majority view view Russia as in a favorable light, which was the complete opposite uh, during Obama's majority said. Favorable and forty of them, forty percent of Republicans view them as an ally. Yeah, and even you know, of course, everyone listening to this has seen people like, well, good. I, I'm glad they fucking interfered because it, it saved us from Hillary. Shit like that. It's fucking. Yeah. I just can't. So what happens with Maria Butina? Like, like is everyone familiar with the Maria Butina situation? Like, I'm go ahead is... go and uh, explain it briefly. I yeah. mean, I am, but just for anyone so, listening. Maria Butina is a 28-year-old Russian gun lobbyist. Um, she's been living in the United States for a long time. She started this. Uh, I mean, you know, I'll give her credit. She's, I, it, it's punny. Like, she started this gun rights group that was uh, with, like, the focus of bringing like the second amendment to Russia type thing and like extending this friendship thing with the NRA um, called uh, right to bear arms, but it's a Russian bear. So that so was the, her So that stupid joke you see on t-shirts? Yeah, pretty much. So um, her big deal was she was going around up and down the GOP um, with all their donors. She's been cited with uh, photographs have been taken with her and like all of the top GOP people, all the people up and down the NRA ranks. Um, and she was a success. She set up this fucking political organization in the United States as a Russian national. And she's fucking 28 years old and she's just been everywhere she was in the fucking front row at the inauguration she's in she's been in the white house uh she's been she has not fucking, that, that was not that uh, wasn't yeah. her. no it wasn't okay uh, Fine. i think she, I, 
I think you're being a little too uh, taking this too much on its face. Uh, it's pretty clear what she was doing, and it's not trying to get uh, gun rights all over Russia. She was clearly an agent of the Russian government trying to influence alleged the, the most powerful. <laughs> yeah, allegedly, she's allegedly. that's what she's arrested for. She hasn't been charged with espionage or anything, she, but she's in, it's crystal it's fucking clear that she was in a, a Russian. Uh, and she was very successful in um, in infiltrating the highest levels of the NRA, the highest levels of the GOP through through cash or through whatever. But we already know the Russians. Yeah. Are, we already know Russians have funneled money through the NRA. Like of course, a fact. But makes too much sense not to. She was the mechanism. She Which, was. She was the you know, she created think, the back channels and all that stuff to allow that to happen. Which now we know why the NRA has hired criminal attorneys. I think it's pretty great that um, we're seeing dark money funneled funneled from you know uh, other countries or through other countries, and now Oliver North is the head of the NRA. It just it's too perfect. It's like maybe oh, the irony sort of. Maybe there it is rhymes. some sort of it's divine. Like poetry. <laughs> yeah. Maybe there's some sort of divine influence going on on that. And and God. Do you actually think? Fucking... <laughs> Go ahead. Sorry, I don't think the NRA is actually gonna deal with anything. Like they're still a very powerful lobby. And like maybe what they'll do is they'll be like, okay, we cleaned out the issue. We got rid of like the people who are in charge of it. Basically, what they do with all these like you know like Penn State or not Penn State, Michigan State. After they found out the Nasser thing, they just cleaned house with. The top people, with all the other bad actors who were still involved, are still there. The NRA <laughs> never takes the fucking win, dude. Like when Philando, Philando Castile got killed for being a you know law-abiding gun owner, they could have taken that win and been like, "See, we support gun rights for black gun owners too." They didn't fucking take that win. They're not going to take this one either. So, well, no, listen, I, don't, I that's what I'm saying is that they. I just don't think nothing, anything is going to happen to them. Like they were keep. Full steam ahead the way they're able brought to do it. In, like they brought in Ollie North to be the fall guy. <laughs> <laughs> he's gonna oh get the God. boot next week. <laughs> oh my God. And so, he's gonna he's... get pardoned again. Oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's happening. <laughs> they that's the only reason Ollie North got the gig. It was like, oh. bro, listen, you've stared down like fucking Senate committees before. Maybe you got Carl this. Rove is right. So <laughs> maybe Trump did <laughs> So uh, as far as like the situation with Butina right now, the the interesting thing about it is you know there's there's quite a few interesting things about it. First off, it wasn't the Mueller probe that uh that charged her. Um that was was a turf to the DC um the DC district, I think that's what it is. Lawyers, lawyers, please help me here. The DC uh, U.S. Attorney's Office. Thank you, thank you. They're the ones who are prosecuting this case. And the interesting thing about what she is charged with, she is not charged with espionage, which is what you usually see with things like this. Well, it's she much harder is... crime to prove. It's a very narrow crime which she's been charged with. So Which it's is very easy to convict. 
Yeah, and it's the much lighter thing, which is uh, serving in the interests of a foreign nation while in the United States borders without providing paperwork and notification to the U.S. government. An unregistered foreign agent. Thank you. Thank you. There we go. So mm-hmm. so some of the things that people are talking about in some of the op-eds and are by charging her with this very narrow crime that is very easy to prove instead of the much larger espionage thing, there's you don't need to divulge any sort of sources or testimonies that we all assume Miller's team does have. So huh. there's all that that's kind of like the big thing is that they can hold her, they can keep her on this one charge that doesn't seem like really that big of a deal at the end of the day, um, while everything else gets sorted out, and then the big thing will come. She was denied bail today, too, actually. Beautiful. And yeah. there was, there was like that the thing where... Biggest flight risk. Ever. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I... I I wanted to talk to you guys about this. Um, now, I think historically, like this is very important. Like, just as you know, as a you know, a historian, somebody really you know admires history and like reads a lot of history. Um, but we're we're like we we know how fucked up this country is, regardless of our our chief executive probably being a Russian agent at, at, you know, at best at this point, um, an unwitting can Russian I, agent, but can I, hot, can I hot take real quick? Go ahead. Sorry. I was, uh, I, I knew I can think where to know where we're going and like, I don't know all this shit. It doesn't really seem much different than shit. Israel does already, but keep going. Okay. <laughs> well, <clears throat> So, uh, besides our chief executive being, uh, you know, at best an unwitting Russian agent, we still have massive income inequality. Quality, quality of life overall for the average American citizen seems to be plummeting by the year. I believe uh, life expectancy is, is declining in the United States. Um, it's getting uh, more ex- mortality it's, is up. It's getting Mother. more expensive. To, to go to the hospital for everybody, um, myself included. Just anecdotally, um, I have you know I have a good job. I've had health insurance ever since I signed up, but every year my health insurance plan has gotten like shittier and shittier because they can't afford better ones anymore. So I ask you, I, I say this. Uh, I acknowledge how important this Russia issue is to our country. But how should the Democrats approach this in a very important primary election? I mean, a midterm election. They, I, don't, I don't think they should really press it that hard, honestly. I think um, addressing material concerns of the electorate and getting people to vote that don't vote um, with a message that they're willing to support, as we saw in New York recently with um, uh, Ocasio-Cortez and... Um, Dímelo. Dímelo. Um, I, I, like, she said several times, it's a fucking easy sell. Like, hey, we'll make sure everyone gets health care. I don't think, I would think a large 
a large majority of the the country would agree with that. Even fucking right wing people, um, we can we can tackle income inequality. Like fucking these these the the media and and the centrist Democrats say all this shit about you know white working class vote and shit like that. The whole mythical white real working class, America, real America. Those people are. I live in Nebraska. I know lots of people from small towns that vote red consistently. Those people fucking despise rich people. They despise Wall Street. They hate that shit. Like attacking <laughs> they voted them, for Donald Trump. Attacking them is not going to scare away the fucking white vote in Nebraska or Iowa or Oklahoma or where the fuck else. Because they fucking hate those people. They do. So if you get a true left-wing populist message, you're going to get a lot of people on board because, well, fucking left-wing populism, that, that shit existed in the middle of the country 100 years ago. Like, there was literally a populist party, mostly in, like people in Kansas and Nebraska and Oklahoma and the Plain States, and some uh, lesser extent, the uh, Great Lakes Lake states. Like, this, that fucking message sells. And, it's, and, and if you're giving up this, this middle ground, this common man... You know, if you're giving the common man to the right wing, it, it, you're just going to lose. I, I don't mean to go on a huge tangent there, Owen, but like I think one of the main reasons that message sold to the Plain States and the, the Great Lakes was because that, that world, that promise, that better future was reserved for white men only. Not necessarily, dude. Look at Eugene Debs. Look at um, uh, a lot of other uh, populists. There was like divisions in, in that movement. One mm-hmm. was, was vehemently uh, anti-racist and one was obviously like the William Jennings Bryan faction was extremely racist. So I don't think it's as clean cut as that. And I okay. don't think... That you also you also have I don't think racial resentment would scare away um, people that would agree on on a left wing economic message either. Like Mm -hmm. yeah, some people, but not everyone. No, you had people that were supporting that were supporting stuff like in the fifties, like fucking President Eisenhower, who was not a perfect guy. Um, but I mean, at this point, we everyone would love to have a president like that come back, even if a lot of shit is whitewashed and all that. But even he acknowledged through personal communications and in his speeches that his welfare welfare programs that he was pushing for, ostensibly for white uh, out of work veterans from World War II and the Korean War, he knew. He was very much aware that it was going to help minorities throughout this country, yeah, he, and he kind of yeah. did it with a wink and a nod. He sent the but, National Guard into Little Rock. I mean, I mean, yeah. So he wasn't uh, th- that faction wasn't isn't automatically racist, but if you cede the ground to the right wing, and then they can um, point and say, "Hey, look at the elites, and look what they're doing with their their fucking." Um, identity politics that can stoke that racial hatred i I don't think the racial hatred is necessarily the source i could be wrong obviously but that's just myself i I didn't mean to go on a tangent there but i think that was worth uh you know bringing up Um, oh it is no absolutely absolutely i I think that you know just one thing you said about what deep do you go into the russia stuff if i'm like some in a battleground state or in a battleground district and i'm running against someone and it's a tight race 
if you go into the Russia stuff, they'll basically be like, oh, you're worried about fake news. You'll rely. They will basically what a Republican nominee or Republican incumbent will do is basically say, you know, you're relying on fake news, propaganda, all this other shit, just to muddy the message. And if you get that message, message muddied, what your actual policies are won't work out. Um, and we've seen uh, it in like parts of yeah. Virginia where people just focus on the policies and like, you know what, I'm not getting into this. Let's just work on this stuff. Let's actually handle this like an actual election. And that actually resonates more. If I'm like, if I was running, I would basically say like, you know what? I don't know enough about it right now. Like the people who know are still investigating. Once we get the information, we can get the information, but I think it's worth, it's worth, it's a concern. And we have to evaluate it when we get the information. That's here's, it. Here's, here, go, I'm sorry. Finish up Omar. That's it. No, that's it. Okay. Here's, here's what I think. Here's what I would do or advise. Democratic candidate to do. I would definitely not tell them to make it a core issue. Definitely not tell them to do that. However, yeah. I would just simply point out if you do not trust this president um, with regards to his relationship with Russia or any other hostile foreign government, uh, who better than to keep him in check and to bring him, you know, make force him to answer questions than a Democratic Congress and not these. Uh, these ghouls who who keeps voting to strip away your health care and your labor rights and such and your reproductive think, rights that's I how that, i would that's address probably it. even going too far into it uh, I, I think omar's right on this you don't fucking touch it if it's anywhere near a close race it's uh it's something where like the the like it's not like you're trying to reach centrist voters because there is no mythical centrist that's there's no this perfectly central person who's still on the fence like hmm, i've had 580 days of trump but let's see what else he has to offer us like that guy doesn't fucking exist and yeah, if he does fuck who's that douchebag uh with the red sweater with, uh ken bone yeah like, there's like three yeah. of those in the country <laughs> yeah. <laughs> fuck that fuck those about guys ken bone. But no, the, I mean, the the big thing yeah. is just like like Owen was saying, give these people something. Don't don't run on the the big picture, so to speak. Run on we can make your life better right now. Like let's just let's fix the healthcare thing. Let's make it so that you can go to a doctor's visit and not get fucking eight bills. Make make sure that if you trip and fall or you get in a car accident, go to the fucking emergency room. You're not gonna go into horrible debt because you got an X-ray taken. Like, just little things like that. Like Ocasio Cortez was going for. You know, these are acute problems in the community right now. And I live in your community. I experience these problems. I can deliver a solution to those problems in this tangible way. As soon yeah. as you get into the weeds with the big story, you're playing their game. And like, I, yeah, some some I mean, suburbanites will turn their nose up, but like they they fucking voted for Trump anyway. So gets- I mean, but that's that's pretty much what I was trying to say. Like, you you don't you don't it's you don't uh, just completely ignore it because it's a clear issue in the country. I think you have to mention it somewhat, but you combine it with this. I mean, I think I really like how Bernie Sanders much to the chagrin of, of Donut Blue Wave Twitter, uh, he's actually been pretty fucking crystal clear in his criticism and his, um, his reaction to our president, uh, you know, bowing down before uh, the most powerful Russian oligarch in history. 
Um, he called uh, Andre, he, he, what Bernie only tweeted three out of eight times about Russia. Today. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He called. He literally called it pathetic. He said this. His comment. He called it pathetic more than once, and that's a lot stronger language than I heard from a lot of people. He also directly called Donald Trump an idiot in his tweet. Exactly. So, so there's that. Yeah, I mean, he didn't fuck very, around. He was. He's not mincing his words, and yet he's still, you know, focusing laser focus on worker rights, on labor rights, on you know healthcare, and all that, and all the you know. You know, Bernie's probably one of the safest election victories this year, but uh, I think, you know, I, I think you should bring it up. I think it's it's relevant enough that you have to bring it up in a you know in any federal election. I don't think yeah. you're wrong. I don't think you're wrong. I don't I think either of you are wrong, really, because you could just. I, I think maybe you could frame it as like, don't trust these fuckers. They, they exactly. sell us out to everybody. Exactly. They sell us out to anyone. You know, you know, they sell you out to to uh, to corporations. They sell you out for to line their own pockets. They sell you out. They destroy the environment to line their pockets. They, you know, they 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 give up our sovereignty to a murderous di uh, dictatorship. Uh, you know, you could say who's well, who's the bad guy here? But whatever. Um, just just into a fucking. You know, I th I think it's a good message. Anyway, no, and you're right. I actually think it is too. I you know I just feel like a lot of people are going to be so focused on Russia because to them, it's seen as we heard a lot about, like an act of war or things like that that basically made it as a like a rallying cry to fight over things that like we're not going to go to like a land war with Russia. That seems almost yeah. maybe we do, maybe we don't. I don't that, know. But that just seems yeah, like that'd a, be that'd be really dumb on our part. That yeah. would yeah. like, be cool. No, oh. it's it's also just a stretch, and it would lead to million, probably almost like millions upon millions of dead. Um, and we don't want that actually, but I think it does kind of, you know, we heard like congressmen and all these other people, like you know, friends of ours, who've all said like this is this is an act of war. And I think what the right thing to do is just to sanction them and basically make it that they can't, you know, what everything they've been doing last whole year or so, I guess, or last two years, is quashed. But it's really hard to do that yeah. with uh, someone in power who doesn't clearly does not give a shit and want Russia to prosper. Um, well, probably because they have financial ties. But he, he doesn't, he doesn't give a shit at the absolute, you know, best case scenario for America. Yeah. Which is crystal clear. It's not. Yeah. Um, seeing, seeing the nationalism from, from the center uh, recently is pretty disconcerting. Like it's fucking jingoistic. Really. Oh, when they blew up the fucking runway. Oh, it's almost beautiful. All of these Tomahawk missiles launched into yeah, the night. Yeah, yeah that was... We've seen... There's a whole, like, just... That whole resistance vibe of just, like, those... That whole group of people who have this uh, <laughs> sense of... You know, just... They have, they've created their own little niche of people who basically are like, Oh, you know, I'm not, I would have voted for Hillary. Like, what happened to her was terrible. Um, Welcome we to, to the resistance, bridge. Joe Walsh. Yeah, yeah we need to like bridge, bridge this gap and you know, all sorts of stuff. And it kind of brings us to our next point, um, which is Ozy Media, which is named after Ozy Man, the Shelley poem. Um, and I'm reading their About You, uh, or their About their webpage, and the reason why they use that name from the Ozy Mandius, excuse me. Um, it basically says the, po the poem's a caution against big eagles and the impermanence of power. Um, and they said they read it differently. Ah. To, uh, to us, the poem says, 
think big but be humble lest you oh my god two vast <laughs> trunkless legs it's the complete then, opposite of that f the fucking pole's yeah. core message look well, upon you know, my works ye mighty for oh my five dollars but that's you know that's the whole point though that they this the, the way they interpret this poem is their heads are in the sand and the next paragraph says we know that's an unconventional interpretation no shit <laughs> And that's who we are, because in a lit world littered with conformity, we like to see things differently. Um, and it's actually started by a Carlos Watson, who was a former MSNBC commentator, entrepreneur, um, and he has basically created this whole media that has, you know, this their opinion page says things like, uh, "What's it? Um, you know, is fake news criminal? We asked, you answered." Do you think today's youth will make the world a better place? Should all sports go gender neutral? Uh, should countries enforce population control? Uh, just, you know, just a weird tiptoeing of just general blase what the fucking, fuck? like borderline, like just like population control is essentially like a, a stone's throw from <laughs> fucking eugenics. It's eugenics, but, bro. It's right, genocide. Not like that, but that's what they're saying. Like, oh, should we do that? And then they have other stuff here. Like, uh, I was like, could it, what was it? Uh, Justice Kennedy's legacy may be Trump's impeachment. It won't be. Um, and it just had all these really stupid articles about, you know, like getting your finances in line. Uh, what Justice Kennedy's departure for me the Supreme Court. Um, why just U.S. elections are so page. vulnerable. Yeah. Just look at the front page of the politics page. It's, it's this like really nicely framed MAGA rally of a bunch of like white Charlie Kirk chuds. This right. that's not what all that's in not what this is, man. Yeah, um, this is this is fucking resistance. This is like this is this is uh, <laughs> yeah, man. This is donut porn. This is yeah. donut no, this is, porn. Like yeah, basically it is like you said, Joanne Reed. I think that's a great way to describe it. Mm -hmm. Someone who is okay with the drone strikes when Obama was doing it, but doesn't see this now, um, and just says like you know, it have all these just really weird. Uh, articles, you know, about things and asking you things and trying to get both sides, right? I think their whole premise is if we get both sides, we can somehow bridge the gap that's been created, the rift, the friction, and create the America we all grew to love, which I think to them is essentially, you know, the 1990s. Uh, and that's like, actually, I just saw a really funny one that says Van Jones and Jerry Kushner walked to a bar. So, and the, uh, God, but anyway. The reason why this is coming up... Hang in is, there, man. <laughs> I, I live uh, in New York, and there's a festival coming up called Ozzy, or Ozzy Fest. Um, it's Saturday and Sunday of this weekend. I will not be going. Um, that's for goddamn sure. But, but we need has, a field reporter, Omar. Come on, man. Y'all paying for my <laughs> tickets? I'm not. Um, we will, we, we, we will, we'll set up a GoFundMe. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> I will not be going. But I think it just has, you know, it has certain things like the Carlos Watson, the creator, is having introductory remarks. Um, and then A-Rod talks about entrepreneurship along with uh, some other people. And then a Drew Paul's Drag Race dating game. And then at 2.30, after that drag race, Grover Norquist and Mark Sanford are talking about the future of the conservative movement under Trump of Faye Schlesinger. Um, oh Mark Sanford is the politician from South Carolina, I believe, who flew down to Argentina. Um, for his mistress has basically was, you know, kind of seen as the person who could become, I think he was the former governor of South Carolina and was basically 
seen as pretty standard GOP until he said that he didn't agree with Trump and then lost an election this year. Uh, he's one of the, I guess, seen as one of the more emblematic never Trumper, never Trump Republicans, um, which I guess they think they can actually win in 2018 and 2020. Um, well, and that's just, Grover it, Norquist was, I mean, the other one on that panel last week on like his radio show or whatever the fuck, he was talking up uh, Maria Butina uh, about like she's the future of like the gun lobby in the United States. Right. Like, they don't... This is just so far, it seems like a very... uh, I think we're not... not, uh, What kind of a despicable ghoul Grover Norquist is. I don't know if everyone knows exactly. No, please. Yeah. Yeah, Go ahead, ahead, Owen. This guy, I didn't even know he was going to be on this fucking shit show, but this guy, he founded a a think tank, if you want to call it, called Americans for Tax Reform. Literally you know, pushing policy against all the tax increases. Um, he founded that fucking, what, 20, 30 years ago? Something like that. Uh, maybe 20. Anyway, like, this is shit that takes money away from you and fucking gives it to the rich people. This is wealth redistribution for the rich. He's also a board member of the NRA and the American Conservative Union. Um, yeah, this guy is a fucking conservative hellhole ghoul sharing the 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 stage with what tom perez is right after him tom yeah tom (laughs) fucking perez what the fuck this is just some insane incestuous bullshit because grover norquist can fucking speak well and and says things nicely even though he wants to fucking murder poor people he can he can come to this shit He, he he's treated nicely he's invited what the fuck man He's part well, of the, the resistance. Whole, yeah, that's, this is the uh, whole vibe of this. Is just they just want to have you basically see the side of you know, bef- look back with nostalgia at the time when you know the Clintons were signing welfare bills and cutting welfare, or cutting welfare and cr- signing crime bills. Excuse me, to just create this what we had to deal with because to them, if they make money and shits like bad for everyone else, they're okay. This is just a a festival full of selfish fucking people. Uh-huh. Is there a special panel where they just like chastise a fucking waiter for like thirty minutes? <laughs> <laughs> Grover no- Norquist is also uh, big into vaping, right? Oh yeah, yeah. I'm not. I'm not even joking about that. In clouds, bro. So, dear, uh, just browsing, perusing this lineup. In- We're on uh, Saturday. I yeah. Think right now. Yeah. There is honestly. Uh, Interesting panels and, you know, uh, with interesting people. Um, specifically, that first day, Rose McGowan has a, a speech or a panel on the Me Too movement, which, which I'm sure is, uh, you know, that's going to be good. Or at least, you know, worth paying attention to. Um, and then the next day, <laughs> and uh, I guess still Saturday, hopefully the future governor... New York, Cynthia Nixon is giving a little speech or whatever. So let's see how why, many of those. Yeah, um, why? Why? No, it's. An, I mean, because to to them, she actually like they. A lot of people up here are kind of sick of Cuomo because he's not fixing the subway. So if Nixon can fix the subway, they'll vote for her. That's basically at this point. I think a lot of people in the city who are in this weird rut are kind of leaning on. It's just like, all right, I'm going to worry about my interests again. These are just people who want to deal with, you know, they want to be able to have money, have prosperity, have everything they want, 
And if people around them are struggling, like, you know, a lot of people who gentrify neighborhoods such as Harlem, uh, parts of Queens, parts of Brooklyn, you know, the ones who will call the cops or say things like, I made this neighborhood safe. Just, you know, the most vapid, shallow, terrible people um, in, in New York who just don't have a give a shit about anyone else other than themselves. That's the people we have to deal with. So, yeah, of course, they're going to be OK with Grover Norquist lowering their taxes because he's going to say it with a smile. Um, so that should be fun. Um, I don't under I'm not. Cynthia Nixon's also speaking at noon. So there is no one's going to be there. I think it's also another point because um, it goes till about 11 o'clock. Uh, there are musical acts. By the way, um, I think the first night is and comedy acts. So it's like Common, Hasaminaj from The Daily Show, then Young the Giant, which um, Young the Giant and Common, and I think the Sunday act is Passion Pit and Group Love, are basically music that you would hear from Apple commercials or car commercials. <laughs> and then basically be like, oh, I like that song. Let me Shazam it. And then that's how you like that band. So it's very like <laughs> consumerist bullshit, you know, like I, what I'm into is basically what I heard when I was watching something on Hulu and that ad popped up. That's the song <laughs> I liked. Um, so this is, again, this is just all kind of a very, I guess, shoehorned group of people, not the painted broad brush over the shitty festival, but the people who I see going to this are all kind of the same. Um, At least Camille Hill is going to be there. I, I, that's, I mean, she's going she's gonna to be on the same stage after. It's a different segment, but she's going to be following Carl Rove. Oh, well, I think, I think that's actually the highlight of that Sunday. I'm going to actually just read it out because I think it's absurd. Um, well, they have, um, they have something with Chelsea Handler called Impeachment is a Strong oh, Word, with, which with, I can't. No, it's, uh, I think it's worth noting who the, the main guest of that panel is. is Tom Steyer, that, that billionaire who all he talks about is wanting to impeach Trump and stuff. Like he buys ads to saying impeach Trump. As if, right. as if Congress could actually do something about it. So, but that's that's what they want. They like, just they want him to be impeached, and that's not going to happen. I think give Flake clean water in, instead with that money, you piece of shit. Uh, right. Just like, you're literally just burning your fucking money. So be like, I did something, and which you didn't do shit. The people's mind you have to change are these uh, blood sucking monsters in Congress, not fucking. Um, not Betty Davis, who lived, who moved to San Francisco two years ago, who was never going to vote for you know Republican president anyway. Yeah, but the highlight, I think, just the the one two punch. Actually, the one two three punch um, is at twelve ten. Laverne Cox, Tadegs, and Sanaa Lathan. You know, three black actors, um, one trans woman, a woman, and a man are talking about the future of Hollywood. And then fifty minutes later. Carl Rove <laughs> for the Bush campaign um, and basically pushed the war in Iraq. The puppet master. Yeah, no, he literally. His, yeah, yeah he was the war in Iraq. That's his he is the war in Iraq. Um, his, the segment he has is called Could Trump Be the Next Reagan? Um, and let that actually yeah. sink in because I think that's kind of what they want. If you talk to these people, they have a probably a 50 to 60% approval of Ronald Reagan. Um, you know, like, oh, the 80s were great because prosperity, yeah, there were economical issues, but that happened with every president, you know, but he, he ended the Soviet Union, blah, blah, blah. And they forget shit about, like, you know, I think I was listening, I think it was Chapo Trap House said, like, he lied a wreath of SS soldiers' graves or the whole Iran Contra <laughs> thing. 
or just you know everything else he'd ever they done just, in that eight years. Also, funding death squads in Central America. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, one they thing pretty much just want to was it weekend and Bernie's Trump for years seven and eight. That that's like kind of what I, I mean. I think that's what they're planning on. I mean, yeah. there's a bunch of segments that they're just doing what they really want to do. I mean, they're blowing the dust off some 40-year-old legislation that'll fucking just overtly kill minorities. And they're like, fuck it. Yeah. Yeah. Let's just poured, get this thing going. He poured gasoline on the cradle to jail fucking prison industrial complex system creating, like, neo-slavery. Fucking, Yeah. That guy's that guy's awesome. But, um, right, again, I asked, did it affect anyone who's going to this? No, no, because they're fucking vapid morons. Right, and that's kind of the point here. This is like the biggest con- co- uh, collection of assholes and idiots um, that's going to be seen in the city in some time. And you know, uh, Madison Square Garden is here, so it's just, who, a very <laughs> rare. This is a rare occasion. Who's following Karl Rove? Is it? Michelle Kristen Gillibrand oh and Chelsea Handler again. So you have someone who might be the Chelsea Handler all up and down the same man. We have a, yeah, yeah. a front runner for 2020 following Carl Rove, who then follows <sighs> like a very progressive group of actors and actresses. Um, but yeah, that's kind of the whole point is that they don't if you know if Hollywood has more representation. Um, and Gillibrand basically is president, but if she did the same shit that you know Reagan did, or Obama did, or Bush did, or Clinton did, they'd be okay with that. Um, and it's it's just a terrible, terrible fucking. And then it has some other really funny things like Malcolm Gladwell, Gals, uh, <laughs> like what is he even gonna do? Is he gonna throw pennies at the crowd? <laughs> yeah. You- it's like what? Same shit. It's the yeah. same shit on the. Yeah. I don't know. Here's, here's 15 cents. Go buy. Yeah. <laughs> but that's, that's also. That fits because you sit there and play this idiotic game every night to win 38 cents just enough so they can win $20. Um, not knowing that they're just giving some VC. So on yeah. Um, and that's how, again, just, this is just the most biggest collection of assholes going to this thing. Um, and there's with Steve Jobs' widow, um, who's also Esther, OZ Magazine, media. Um, Hopefully she announces she has pancreas cancer, too. It's a little spicy. Sheesh. Yeah, fuck yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, just... If you look and it says like basically their employees come from Vice, USA Today, Goldman Sachs, CNN, uh, Yahoo. This is just like, again, a very insulated group of people having a festival in Central Park celebrating the ability to be insulated upon themselves. Well, it's pretty it's, fucking, it's that's pretty very well said. The festival, man. It's pretty telling like the first thing and the first thing you read about whatever the founder, uh, moron that can't understand a pretty simple poem said like the first thing he brought up was fake news and what happened when with that whole hysteria like immediately when facebook and google changed their algorithms who what what guy hit the worst like immediately you saw traffic plummet to like left wing 
um, news organizations like Alternet, Counterpunch, uh, Democracy Now, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, like literally across the board. So, of course, this is all about controlling the fucking Overton window, controlling the discourse. It's not about I don't even think it's about resisting Trump because obviously you got some dipshit Karl Rove that's going to be, you know, singing his praises. So, like, I don't know. That's just what it feels like to me, you know? No, it's like Citrus Fest. It's not even that. It's It's not Citrus Fest. It's like punching left, man. Like, that's all this shit is for them. They don't fucking, they're not opposition. They don't oppose the Republicans. They don't. No, they just want. Inviting them to come speak. Are you kidding me? Well, they want their so, message to be sweeter. That's the thing. They don't want to see you know people in cages. They just want to see them not around. Or they don't want they don't want they want people to make more money. They don't want black people in the neighborhoods. These are the people so, who call the cops. These are the people. Or who, they want to limit like prenatal care to only four counties in the state of Alabama and do it very slowly over the span of thirty years so that well, it only because, pops up. Now. They don't live in Alabama, or if they did, they moved to a bigger city. This is the same thing. A lot of people in our generation, our whole generation, just leave the area there um, and just kind of leave it behind in desolate. I'm moving to New York and basically keep the same values, but because they get to go to see, they can say, you know, two gay people holding hands walking down the street, it's more powerful <laughs> because it's not, they're not shamed. They could, they want the glitter and the just, they want the opiate of being like, okay, you know what? I live in a city that's. Pretty and New York's not. It's all. It's a very crippling place to be if you don't make money. Um, people of color, LGBT people, are still terrorized and like, you know handled by the police in a way that's good. Um, and I think that's they don't. Again, these people don't care. They don't have to care because this is like if I show up to this place, I guarantee I will be the second or third black person to show. Up. Well, yeah, like you'll be the one black guy in their neighborhood that does well for himself so they can have a friend and not feel racist for their obviously racist policies they support. Somebody ask you where the bathroom is. Yeah, yeah. No shit. Or so, ask me to uh, sell the nah, weed. Omar would get an invite to the fucking No, no, no. I would just be like, hey, do you club. have weed? They asked me, they'd, I'd probably, they'd probably ask me to buy, sell them weed. That's what uh, would happen. Funny, funny, um, funny story, I guess. Uh, last year at Governor's Ball, I was walking to the bathroom and a white girl walked up to me and she goes you have to be selling drugs right you have to be i'm like what i'm like fresh out sweetie like i've never had that happen to me in my entire life like somebody asking me personally (sighs) if i was selling drugs that happened to me that's happened to me a few times and one time i had uh edibles and i also like i mixed them in with like sour patch kids like actual (laughs) sold her the candy for like 30 bucks and i was like these Nice, dude. I, that's literally never happened to me, and I have hair past my shoulders. Like, <laughs> I look like a dude that's probably holding, but that's never happened. That's definitely just, not happened to me. Imagine being so just fucking emotion, like just mentally aloof and tone deaf that you're gonna go up to myself and Andre to ask him to sell you drugs. You don't know us. You don't know who the fuck we are, but you just assume based on the skin color we have and how we look, that we sell you. We sell drugs. That's, these are the people who are at OZ Fest. So I, I, I wanted to comment just on the lineup real quick. Everybody, with the exception, the notable exception of uh, Loreen Powell Jobs and Hillary Clinton, has a disc- and the musical performers and the comedian, has like a little, you know, to- what are they talking about? Like what's going on? 
Except, oh, I'll be honest, Tom Perez doesn't either. It just says with Dan and Bash. Yuck. All the topics here are just pretty much uh, resistance porn or centrist porn. I'm just curious as to is Cynthia Nixon just going to give a 25 minute stump speech? I think if I were her, I I basically sit there and talk to those people and be like, listen, you know, this festival, whatever, it brings a lot of people together. But you know, this is what I think we could do. Um, you know, I, if I was her, I would definitely talk from the, from the left position and try and convince these people. I mean, honestly, they're probably the most swayable because they're, right, I mean, they're potential. They're all potential voters for the most. Right, yeah, right. imagine imagine flying in probably this just, fucking shit. Probably just make them feel better about themselves for clapping at that. Like that's literally all yeah. I do. Um and I'm I'm not shocked that she's, you know, speaking there because let's let's be honest, before she announced her candidacy for governor, um you could hundred percent see her at this thing. Oh yeah. That's yeah, true. That's true. A hundred I mean, like, and of course she'd be tied into this world. And I, uh, and I just noticed that Grover Norquist is on another panel, uh, a, yeah. gun, a gun debate panel, which, yeah, I'm sure you're going to get reasonable takes from that asshole. <sighs> but it's probably going to, I don't know who the other two people are, but I'm guessing, guessing it's, it's like, like a, a, a hear both sides. Yeah. They're going to yeah. be nice. The, the battle of ideas in the public, yeah. you know, guys. The right to bear arms. We need to regulated militia so, ah, like, i just want to i just omar i just want you know maybe reconsider at one moment just like uh central park right yeah no i'm not going no um, just just let's hear me out man you got a nice ice cold beer it's probably gonna be very hot and what you do that beer you put a little mdma in that bitch and then you just go down to that town square get there a little bit early listen to tay Diggs, chop it up a bit and then you just close your eyes, lay down on the grass, and listen to the sweet, soothing voice of Carl Rove tell oh, you <laughs> how great Trump is. Oh, and how God. much like Ronald Reagan he really is. And there's how enough, there's and not how, ecstasy on the world. And how and how portraying John Kerry as as a pussy ass deserter was the honorable thing to do. Is your dick hard yet, Omar? Oh my god! It's true. Right. This is <laughs> that sounds that sounds so much better than than like uh, going to see some some awesome music festival anywhere else in this world. I just don't. I don't know who would buy. T- like this is still buy one get one for your but I just don't see who like, would buy this. Yeah, like, who, I don't. I don't. interest. I have the musical acts aren't even that good. It's like they're kind of it's weak. And Groove Love and Young the Giant. Like I said, just fucking. Like, who's your demo? I am genuinely curious. Who's your. Like, college kids. Or, like, fresh out of college kids who just don't. It's not. Co- it's definitely not college kids. Hell no. No, it's no. probably people a little younger than us. Because, like, they were. All those bands were big five years ago. So, yeah, fuck. Maybe it is people are. It has to be post grad kids. I'm, I'm assuming that crowd is going to be overwhelmingly white. Oh, for sure. No, yeah. And well, probably yeah. more female than, than male. Oh, yeah. Mm, yeah, because I mean, I don't know. I, I, this this all could be followed with like LCD sound system and I don't know any other James Brown reanimated from the dead, and I still wouldn't. Go. Like, Yo, I would a hundred percent go if LCD was performing. But I would show up just for them. But then I wouldn't just if I had to sit there. If I had to get a good spot, nah, that's dude, true. I would have to listen. To, you know, 
Scott Rogowski and then Michelle. <laughs> no, At least he's a little funny. I'll, I'll give it to him. He's a little funny sometimes. Yeah, I haven't played that game in forever because it's just – I realized how stupid it was. But, no, this is just the most vapid and terrible and just miserable group of things. Like, I don't – I'm really excited to see just, like, the pictures from it. Um, like, the – wow, it only has 423 followers on Instagram. So that's just that's showing you how people – Oh, I think this shit. is going to be a complete and utter dub. 27 they had likes. It last, on, they had it last uh, year. Did they really? Yeah, there's pictures here on the bottom. of Jeb was fucking there. Dude. Yeah. So, Omar. Jeb, Omar. Uh, Joe Biden. Our flagship. Man, uh, our fucking. Is that genuine? Jeb. <laughs> God damn it. Omar, what's the weather going to be like? Hot. Hot as shit. So many Capri pants. Sorry, oh, Capri fans. Just for shits and gigs. Let's let's see if I could see the the lineup from last year. Oh, it's a lot smaller. Oh, it's Jason Derulo. <laughs> Jason Derulo, hey, Samantha man. B, Van oh, Jones, uh, Malcolm Gladwell, my boy Eddie Wong though. Oh, there's Eddie a picture Wong. of uh, yeah, Joe you Biden see Red Rooster. Yeah, so last year wasn't quite as re- – I mean, it was still resistance porn, but it wasn't like, oh, we got to hear both sides because, um, you know, the sub-headliners, I guess, or I don't know who Zara Larson is. Maybe she's some terrible woman. Katie Couric, ta Coates, Von Miller for some <laughs> reason. RuPaul, RuPaul uh, Issa Rae, and Talib Kweli. So, like, this is, you know, pretty resistance but nothing like uh, – This uh, is a whole nother level. Yeah, let's not, let's not hear uh, Carl Rove tell us why Trump is actually so, good. So if we can add, but they did if, have. Okay, if we can go. Here's a question for you guys: If we can go, just just one by one here. If you could add one person, group, act, whatever the fuck, that is alive to this to this fucking shit show, what would you add? Takashi six nine. A hundred percent Takashi six nine six nine with the blicky with the stiffy. I would love to see him perform right after uh Rose McGowan gave some me too. Uh, <laughs> I like Insane. that. I like I, that I, with his court I, clothes, with his court suit yeah. on. <laughs> oh my god. Look at I, you, Omar. <laughs> I would do insane clown possible because I think Hell yeah. having, <laughs> having juggalos there. With everyone else would just be one of the most hysterical, and also I I would go just for the spectacle of seeing Juggalos there with like resistance. No, Dude. Uh, it's the Juggalos only because <laughs> they, they would show up. They would show up. <laughs> only fucking scabs drink Fanta. All right. Uh, where's the Fago? Fago, <laughs> give it. Oh my god. Like Owen, me? who do you have? Who do you have? I don't. I don't know, man. Like, I got, I got I'm in a nerd one. shit. Like, I, I don't know, dude. I, I don't think there is one. I'm, I got one. I got one. I got okay, one. Go for it. It's, it's one person, and this person has to bring one prop, and that's it. Gallagher? E- Elon Musk with oh. the fucking death coffin. Well, well what is he going to do with it? They don't have a... Like, above... They, well, you need two props because you'll need an above ground. No, you know? no, 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 no. I want him up there. I want him to walk us through it. 
the fucking little submarine. Uh, I, yeah. I, I would. You prefer what? Gallagher. Gallagher. He's a one prop. I thought he was gonna have okay. his like smash his hammer. Maybe that's too old a reference. For for hilarity's sake, I guess in a non music um, category, I would pick Slavoj Zizek. Wow, yeah, Zizek. <laughs> People disgust you know, me. You know, I, maybe like Richard Wolf, so I could just waylay him and go go get a beer with him and talk about. Like, oh, well, here's the here's the, uh, professor. Professor Wolf would be extremely like nice and like he would probably be a success there. Well, I just I want to be like, yeah, yo, let's yeah. let's let's ditch this place and go talk about. Marxism. He just he just wouldn't. They would just not allow. Him. He's a little yeah. bit dangerous, I guess. All right, I don't know. Oh, I do that, have. I do okay, have a. I do have an unhealthy man crush on Maz Mickelson. So he is very I handsome. Know. Yeah, and he's just awesome in everything. So maybe. I will not go, but I. Will. Honestly, I don't. I'm gonna probably walk by it just to see how. Dead no, you need a periscope, it man. Five hundred, like not that many people on Instagram shows. It's gonna be a really bad crowd, um, but we'll see. I, who knows? Maybe it's not that bad of a group. But I just, I can't see this actually being. Like, who wants to see Hillary Clinton? Like, really? Like in this day and age, in twenty, like to go see her speak. What's she gonna say that's like so impactful? You're like, oh well, I, you know, it matters. I told you no, so. No, no, no. that's that's yeah. not how it goes. That's not how it goes. You go, you show up for the entrepreneurial tips from A Rod. You stay for yeah. Hillary. Yeah. Uh, be, be well, very good at baseball at a very early, at, yeah. <laughs> you, you can hit this ball. If you hit a ball really well, you can make a fuckload of money. The guy who became Thanks, a man. millionaire at nineteen after roiding up all fucking summer long before his well, senior year of high school. Well, all right. That's he, the guy. Allegedly. He was good before Royds. Alleged. Of I course. It, hey, it's not a judgment thing, man. It's not a judgment. I'm just saying, man, this is the guy that you're going to for the business advice. No, no you know, joke. You know the best way to make money? To have a lot of money. He had $300 yeah. million dollars of just salary. That includes endorsements yeah. and everything it's, else. The topic of his panel is how to succeed in business without a rule book. Money. Yeah. <laughs> I guess he, he's more he's more self made than Pepsi Kardashian, whatever the fuck her name is. That's not Pepsi Kardashian. That's Lips oh, Kardashian. It's Lips Kardashian. Yeah. Pepsi I don't Kardashian. know any of their names other than Kim. Pepsi Kardashian is is the uh, the fashion model. Aren't they both fashion models? No. Like, all kind uh, of- no, but uh. One that, Pepsi- what was Pepsi, it? Was it fucking Forbes that said she was a self-made billionaire? And yeah, she's not billionaire yet. She's that not billionaire lips. yet. Oh yeah, and then they started a fucking GoFundMe so she could be a billionaire. My yeah, God, man, you didn't, you didn't fucking donate. Uh, no, I, t- I, I donated ten percent of my paychecks for the next five years. <laughs> Your tithe. I dumped uh, I the 401k straight up into it, man. I'll be honest. I donated it just so uh, there's a chance that Travis Scott would release Astro World faster. That really, that wasn't, that really wasn't the Pepsi one? Seriously? No. No, oh, that's Pepsi. Uh, Ken, Pepsi Kendall. Kardashian. Oh, Pepsi man. Kardashian is, is uh, Kendall. 
Um, God damn, man. I, I'm getting old. Chloe. Lips, lips is, lips is uh, Kylie, who's the self-made billionaire. I thought Kylie they were literally the, the same person. The cosmetics is the cosmetics one, man. She has yeah. the she has, she's a cosmetics mogul. I thought they were the same person. I, I didn't saw... know there was two of them. Fuck. Uh, there's like fucking eight of them, bro. Like, it, they're uh... the survivors of the Armenian genocide. Yeah. That whole yeah. family. Well, Kendall, <laughs> Kendall and Kylie. Episode. Well, to be fair, Kendall and Kylie are not Armenian. Sure. Oh, yeah. Right. yeah, they're yeah, Bruce's kids. Yeah. Anyway, all right. <laughs> well, fuck this. I think that's. I think that's a good. That's where we're leaving it. Uh, next week on. Keep... God. Sorry. <laughs> he said next week on keeping up with. The Kardashians. This has been our this has been we our will. weekly Kardashians recap. You know, this is your new source for all things Kardashian. Um, I'm still make team- sure to check in next week for uh, some coupon codes for the next Kylie lip kit. If you want more Kardashian news, follow us on Please Riot Pod at on Twitter at Please Riot Pod. Follow us on iTunes and all the other podcast applications that you may use. Um, There'll be a gift drop in a random spot in New York City, courtesy of Omar. Y'all putting a lot of Omar will give you a free Pepsi at Ozzy Fest. (laughs) Come come check out our booth at Ozzy Fest. (laughs) It's just just one Pepsi. That's all we got. (laughs) It's me ripping. It's me smoking a joint and laughing at people. That's the tent at Ozzy. Shit, you're gonna get arrested. You get so many cops calling you. That's <laughs> true. By the by, the people who go to the festival. Probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, who else, man? Gonna have a, so you can find Omar. Uh, just look for the circle of people with their cell phones calling the cops. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. I'll see you guys later (laughs) Later. well yeah (laughs) later guys have a good week alright sweet that was not too long